0: refresh hey what's up you guys it is your boy the muffin man coming back at you again with another episode of the refresh podcast guys i am super excited to be with you here today and i do apologize in advance that if uh you hear like any noise in the background it is absolutely just pouring down, raining right here where I live. Um, um, I hope you, if you need a boat, I mean, I know a guy. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, Guys, we I am super excited to be back with you for another episode of Refresh Podcast, specifically in addition to the series that we started together, From the Pit to the Palace, and you guys have been showing so much love to this brand new series and our boy, Joseph. Now, I do apologize for not uploading consistently like I have done in the past. Hannah and I have been working on getting our own house to where I can build a podcast studio and create on a more a uh, consistent schedule but you know honestly there is no excuse for being absent. God has been so faithful to the ministry of Refresh Podcasts, and uh, we have today I saw whenever I was preparing for this episode and just kind of checking over some analytics just to see how things were going, I saw that we are currently active now on Amazon Music, which is a platform that I was completely unaware that we actually were on, and so praise the Lord that we broke ground on that platform to make it available and the gospel available for more people to be able to hear the truth and to be set free from the bondage and the sin that controls their life. And we have had listeners in over 14 countries praise God being faithful and available to the Lord is so important. And I'm so excited to announce that I am coming back to refresh podcast full time. I'm Sorry for stepping away for so long. But, you know, before we hop into the message, let's open up in prayer. Father, we just thank you so much for this day that you have made. Lord, we thank you for the freedom and the opportunity that we have right here, right now, in the country of the United States of America to have full access to your word. Lord, that we are able to dive into your word and to read all of the marvelous things, all of the great instruction, all of the correction that we need for our lives. Lord, your word is alive and it is made available so that we can take it in, that we can process it, and that we can apply it to our lives. Lord, I ask that as we gather here today, I pray that you'd open up our hearts and our ears to receive your word. I pray that you'd anoint my lips, let it not be my words alone, but let it be completely in and directly from you, Lord. Father, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So enough of that intro, right? Uh, We're diving into today's message and we're recapping on uh, what's taking place so far. So, when we started this journey in Genesis 37, we see that the Lord had given Joseph two different dreams. And in these visions, these dreams, it made Joseph so excited. Both of them were associated with his family bowing to him. And I know that whenever we present a message like that, um, it's not probably going to be well received because I mean, who wants to be told that, Hey, you're going to bow down to me, especially when you're one of the younger brothers and you got older brothers and and your dad and like, excuse me, did I hear that correctly? You know, um, he was so excited to share this vision, but little did he know that his family did not quite feel the same way about things. And in fact, Joseph's brothers, they threw him into the pit that we talked about in that last episode. And they decided instead of killing their flesh and blood, they, they would sell him into slavery. And here is the beginning of episode three, Potiphar's house. Now, Genesis 37, 36 says, Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. So here we see that Joseph was being treated like a football, that he left the hands of his brothers to the hands of the Midianites, to the hands of the Potiphar. But during the unfold of these events, he never left the hands of God. Now, who are the Midianites? Well, see, they're descendants of Ishmael, the child that is born from Abraham and Hagar, brought into existence from trying to rush to plan a God. The Midianite community commonly sacrificed their children, acted in cult uh, prostitution and bestiality. Overall, just a group of men and women who were so lost and their hearts are so hardened from the truth and following the order of God. We also see that God will later on instruct Moses in Numbers 31 to destroy the Minion entirely. So, by any means, should the brothers of Joseph have done business with them? probably not. I mean, they were Israelites after all. I mean, we see here that the feud between Isaac, which was the child of promise, and Ishmael, the child born of flesh, continues to rival even a couple of descendants later. Now, there are times when God shows us people and places and things and ideas to separate ourselves from what And when this awareness sweeps across our minds, we need to act on it. But oftentimes, we don't take it serious enough. The brothers of Joseph were so consumed by emotion and their disgust for their brother that it clouded their judgment and the awareness of separating themselves from such foes. But let's dive back in now that we know a little bit about Joseph's first person uh, person who purchased him and that was hard to say, right? (laughs) Uh, They sold Joseph for 20 shekels of silver, and they brought him into Egypt. Now Potiphar, uh, captain of the bodyguard for Pharaoh, Potiphar held an important role, and now he acquired the most important, air quote, slave of his life, but he just didn't know it yet. So we're going to read a little bit about Joseph's time with Potiphar, and this resumes in Genesis 39. And in verses 2 through 4, it says that the Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him, and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal servant, and made him overseer over his house, and all that he owned, he put in his charge. Now, there's a few things that I want to go over that I want to discuss from this passage that we just read together. And the first thing is that the Lord was with Joseph. We, we see that the Lord was with Joseph, so he became a successful man. He was thrown into the pit. He was sown to Midianites, a rebellious group of people who could have abused and made Joseph's life a nightmare. And they went to Egypt and they sold him to Potiphar. And despite all of these things, the Lord was with Joseph. When we are going through situations and storms and challenges, Jesus is there with us. And when the Lord is involved, we are completely, and we are, excuse me, let's try that again. Yeah. Uh, And when, the Lord is involved and we are completely surrendered, that success is present within that man, not by his own right or achievement by any means, but all of the success seen and measured pour out of the heavens. Now, the second thing we're going to look at is now his master saw that the Lord was with him and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. It's important to remind ourselves where Joseph is. He's in Egypt, a place where the minds and the devotion of its residents, they don't belong to one true God. But in fact, they belong to several gods and self-made alternate paths of truth. But we see that evidence of this later on, whenever Moses is pleading with Pharaoh on behalf of Israel. And at one point, whenever Moses is going before Pharaoh and he's performing these signs and he's performing these wonders that God is empowering him to do, there's this one part where he takes his staff and he throws it on the ground and it becomes the snake. And Pharaoh's like, oh man, that's no, big deal we know that trick we can do that too and he calls for his sorcerers and he and then they do this similar thing they throw that on the ground and and their staff becomes snakes but you know we know that Moses' staff eats their snakes and all that great stuff but it's important to note here that Potiphar was watching Joseph, and he recognized the success that he was seeing. I'm sure he asked Joseph about the source of his success. He probably said something like, oh, man, I, I notice you're successful. Man, I notice that everything that you put your hand towards, like it's blessed. It, it multiplies. It, it stays healthy. What is the secret to your success? Which God are you serving that is doing all of these things for you? And how can I have that in my life? And, you know, the great thing is, is that when we allow God to work through us 24-7, total control, that even if we aren't exactly where we plan to be, that he can use anything and everything to showcase his great power through our lives. Now, Potiphar was able to see truth that day that is found in the one true God, and that was the God that joseph served our god we serve the same god as joseph isn't that great praise the lord that although we have never met joseph in our lives and one day when we get to heaven that we will be able to do that but uh, this man joseph our brother joseph so many years ago he walked in the obedience and the favor of the lord that we have the same opportunity to worship the same one true king of all of heaven and it's the same God. It's it's so cool, guys. I think sometimes that gets a little disconnected in our minds when we're reading the word is that the same men and women that we read about that had these great God encounters long before we did is it's the same God. We worship and we follow and we, we live life trying to please to the best of our ability the God that we serve. It's the same God. It's so cool. So uh, jumping back into it. Number three, the thing I want to look at is, so Joseph found favor in his sight and became his personal servant and he made him overseer over his house and all that he owned. He put him in charge and because of the life that Joseph lived, unified with the direction of God, he found favor with Potiphar. Potiphar may have not believed in capital G God before the arrival of Joseph, but after seeing the fruit that followed his life, he definitely knew that he existed. Joseph had favor with his boss and even got a promotion. Potiphar made everything he had available to Joseph. Nothing was off limits because he knew that Joseph would protect, multiply, and maintain everything that Potiphar owned. And when we trust God in the difficult moments... We face, I'm sorry, let me try that again, guys. Apparently, I I cannot read, right? (laughs) Uh, When we trust God in the difficult moments we face, follow his lead, we begin to discover favor in places that we could never imagine. Lord, you're so good. Thank you, Father. In verses 5 and 6, we see that because God had favor with Joseph, that he blessed the entirety of Potiphar's house and resources. See, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He didn't stay dead. He is alive and he conquered sin and death. And when we believe this truth and we welcome it to our lives, we are adopted into the kingdom. Our sin is forgiven and we are made brand new. A new identity and title is presented to us at this moment. Joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And sometimes we forget this and we don't operate in the fullest depth of our kingdom authority. Colossians 3 reminds us to set our minds on things higher. And to focus our eyes on the kingdom. Joseph trusted the vision and dream that God showed him. Even if he didn't know the whole story. Or how he would arrive to the conclusion of that dream. The favor of God overflowed from his heart. And impacted everything around him. As kingdom ambassadors. We need to have the favor of God overflowing from our hearts. How many people around us need a move from God and favor in their lives? The overflow from our lives, the source from the kingdom could usher in a whole new level of uprise in those around us. See, Joseph's brothers, they thought they they were selling their brother to make a statement of how disgusted they were with him. But God was moving And sometimes to get to the vision of God, we have to be separated from our everyday routine lives. I can look back and reflect on my own life and see that there were times where God prompted my heart and he gave me dreams and visions to do very specific things. And I tried to answer the call to those things without changing the major parts of my life that would have been required to arrive to that destination. You know, the thing is this is, if we try to do the same thing and and work the same way, then we might delay the process and we may not arrive to the very thing that God is calling us to do. Joseph was uprooted from his everyday life and placed in Egypt where God would bring him closer to the dreams that he had received. See, sometimes God may bring you a completely different way than you would have gone in your own do you think that joseph would have wanted a coat that he valued so much from his father ripped off of him and to be pushed in a pit to be ignored as he screamed and called for his brothers to all right let me out man joke's over you know let me out all right guys uh, you know things could be different i'll, I'll do your chores you know whatever you know, do you do you think when he was sold to the Midianites, he's like, these are our enemies. These are people that are disgusting and violent, rebellious. And this goes against every teaching that our father has taught us as an Israelite. And this makes no sense. Why would my brothers sell me into the hands of these perverted people? Do you think when he arrived to Egypt, a land that served multiple gods and probably had their own list of um, just bad things going on? Being sold as a slave, Joseph's like, I don't even know if I was supposed to even be a slave. I mean, I'm so used to being a son. Like, why am I a slave? I'm sure there's so many questions and, and so many things running through his mind because God had given him this amazing vision. And and honestly, I mean, the thing is this, whenever in that vision, like he, God had showed him his family bowing to him, but he's not going to achieve that status as a slave. Nobody bows to a slave. The slaves are the ones that do the bowing. Here's the thing. Whenever God bursts in our hearts that we're going to be elevated in a position to bring him glory, sometimes it requires us to first go to the lowest position, to the valley. See, Joseph had to learn how to be a slave before he was high in power and second in command. And sometimes God does the same thing for us. Sometimes the things that we pray for, we have to go and we have to experience the test and the trial and the difficult moment to develop the things that we're asking for. But that doesn't mean he's not there. God was there in the pit with him just as much as God was there in Potiphar's house with him. That never changed. The only thing that changes the destination. See in Joseph's mind, he thought the destination looked differently He probably even thought that if he shared that vision, that the bowing would happen right in that moment. But God had other plans to develop the vision fully to encounter people that he did not yet know. When he was in that field with his brothers, he didn't know who Potiphar was. He didn't even know Potiphar existed. He didn't even know Potiphar's assets and resources and and house needed to be tended to. And he didn't know that the wisdom that that Was inside of him would be needed to maintain these things. He didn't know that God was going to use his life to showcase the glory of him through his heart so Potiphar can see the truth. But he was willing, he yielded his heart, and he trusted God even in the pit, even in slavery, even in Potiphar's house. Joseph didn't waver in his relationship with the Lord. And we're going to put a pen in this story because. You know, I'm sure that uh, if you know Joseph's story, then you know what's coming up next. And it rhymes with Potiphar's wife. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll save that for the upcoming episode because I really just feel like God wants us to focus on the elements that we discussed today in this story. And, you know, the first thing that I want to ask you today before we... Um, go our separate ways is, do you feel like you're falling short of the vision of God in your life? You know, that God's been revealing things to you that he wants to use your life to do, but, um, the things in your life right now the resources the job the location the 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 status of your heart the things you've been battling in your mind the things you've been praying and asking for aren't coming to pass and things aren't exactly lining up and it doesn't really match the vision and you're you're stretched thin and your your mind's going a million miles per hour in so many different directions and you're just like god are you there you you birthed this vision inside of me but you're not even bringing me to it do you feel like that friend i want to encourage you today But the Lord knows exactly where you are and he sees you. There's a Potiphar in your life that he needs you to encounter, that he needs you to show the truth to. But I understand that sometimes it's difficult to stand firm and believe the vision that God put inside of you. Especially whenever you you begin to live by sight and, and the things that you see around you, they just don't add up. But friend, I want you to know but if God placed a vision inside of you and you've yielded your heart to him and you've surrendered, that he will bring you to that place. It may not be the way you want it, but it'll come to pass. And the way that it happens, you'll appreciate it a lot more. You'll appreciate that Isaac a lot more than you appreciated that Ishmael trying to do it yourself. Do you, I want to ask you as well, uh, do you, do you want to ask God today to help you trust in him in the difficult moments? that even in the Egypt arrival moments of your life, that he is with you. See, in, in, even in a dark place like Egypt, even in a, a place where these man-made liturgy gods are, are competing for the focus and, and, and the minds of, of these people, what does that look like in your life? What's the Egypt in your life? Are you struggling to believe that God's real? Are you struggling? Are, are you having a hard time maintaining your faith? because something traumatic or something really big and disgusting happened to you in your life or you prayed and asked God for something and it didn't happen. So you've pulled away from him. Maybe God was calling you to live a life of holiness and it interfered with your sinful nature that you did not want to give up and you you walked away from him because you want to do what you want to do. That's what it means to have a little G God. To have someone you can answer to, but you're in control. But friend, even when you arrive in Egypt, when you didn't intend to, when you didn't plan to, God is there. And you can invite him to be there with you. You can invite Jesus to be a part of your life today. To ask for forgiveness of your sins. To be set free from the bondage in your life. And I also want to ask you number three, Do you want to invite the favor of God to overflow from your heart, to pour into the lives of those around you, that when they recognize the difference in you, they begin to question the source? See, I want you to know something. that you got to have a relationship with Jesus for the favor of God to be poured into your life to overflow into the hearts of others. Because if you're just asking for the favor of God, but you don't want to commit to him, then you're not getting favor from God. It's not pouring out from heaven. It's counterfeit. It's trying to do the same things, just like Egypt, trying to get the same results, but not from God. And it won't be genuine and it won't be breakthrough and it won't change lives around you. It won't cause Potiphar's to take the scales off their eyes and see the truth in the one true king. Friend, it starts with a relationship. And when you have that relationship, you can invite the favor of God to overflow from your heart, to pour into the lives of those around you, that when they recognize the difference in you, that they begin to question the source of the favor in your life, the source of the success in your life, the source of all the amazing things in your life. And their focus and their minds will turn to Christ. See, Potiphar may have believed the multiple gods that Egypt made the the counterfeit gods, but through the life of Joseph, even he couldn't ignore the existence of the one true God. How many Potipharis are around this that need the same kind of favor? See, now's the time. Don't mope around because your brothers sold you into slavery and, and sin. Sin is evil and it binds us and it confuses us. But you don't have to give in to the sin around you that tempts you. See, Jesus died to free you from that. Trust God's vision is true and that it will come to pass and yield your heart to him. And don't try to help him out. Surrender positions us to receive the favor of God. He is a gracious giver and his favor does not expire. It is everlasting. In Potiphar's house, God was with Joseph. And Joseph found success in favor because of his relationship with God. And in Potiphar's house, God is with you. And you will find success and favor if you are willing to commit to your relationship with God. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this amazing word that you've presented to us today. God, I thank you that you've taken a story that we've all read, that we've all heard about in kids' church growing up, that we've all uh, that has been so popular and we know so much about Joseph and Potiphar's house. But God, you've taken this message. You you've cracked open the shell. You've shown us the peanut. You showed us the the whole new diameter, the the whole new perspective, the a brand new meaning to the scriptures and the holy text that we're seeing in this place. God, I pray today that you would use our lives the same way that you use Joseph, that we would come to a place to where we would sell out to you to where we would build a relationship with you. And God, in doing so, I pray that your favor, I pray that your success, I pray that the overflow from heaven would begin to flow in our lives and pour out of our hearts and begin to change and, and transform the environment around us. God, I pray that the people in our lives that are a lot like Potiphar that did not know the existence of God or the truth that is from God would begin to see God through our lives and through us exercising in and walking in obedience and righteousness and holiness God I pray that today that you would help us to trust your vision that even whenever we are on the path to pursue that vision and we get derailed or we get brought to a different path God that we can trust that you are there and that you are guiding us that you are leading us in a destination that we can never create on our own because your way is better Your way is so much better. God, I pray today that in the challenging moments, that when we arrive to the Egypt arrival moments in our lives, that we can trust that you are with us. God, that in setting our vision and our focus and our eyes on heaven, that we can see you and that we can trust that you see us. And God, that when we operate in the wisdom that you are instilling inside of us from our relationship with you, God, I pray that the overflow would begin to take place. And that glory would go to you and not us. It is not about us. The glory and the strength and the power is not found in us. God, your word says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked from birth. So God, we know that every good thing that comes from us has to be from you because we are not capable of providing it on our own. So God, I ask today, God, we seek today that you would have your way in our lives. Lord, we love you so much and we give you glory. And honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today on another episode of the Refresh Podcast and as well as an advancement forward in our series from the pit to the palace. This has been your boy, the muffin man saying. Keep it fresh. Have a good day and God bless. Love you guys. ha. <kisses>